Join the conversation with the Morning Majlis, Pulse 95. Yes, uh, in line with the discussions we've had on schools reopening in the United Arab Emirates, it's a big day. A lot of parents are excited, a lot of students even. Uh, are looking forward to returning to classrooms into a sense of normalcy once again. And uh, we go over to China where Wuhan, the ground zero for COVID-19, the original epicenter of the pandemic, and the Chinese city that was hardest hit by the coronavirus, announced that it will reopen all of its schools and kindergartens on Tuesday. Yeah, as many as 2,842 educational institutions across the city are set to open their doors to almost 1.4 million students when the autumn semester gets underway. And uh, actually, Wuhan University reopened uh, back on Monday. Now, the city said it has drawn up emergency plans to switch back to online teaching should risk levels change. It also advised students to wear face masks to and from school and also avoid public transportation if possible. Yeah, things are looking back at normal uh, in Wuhan, which uh, accounted for actually 80% of the cases in in China itself. And uh, schools are going to reopen on Tuesday, as described as the ground zero. A couple of weeks ago, it moved from being from silent streets to packed pools Mm. because they had a massive pool party in the center of their city. And now they're getting back to school. So that just goes to show that uh, things are going to be okay. Yeah, it's uh, interesting here. I mean, chronicling the journey of Wuhan in late January, they imposed uh, the world's strictest lockdown. It lasted two months and they began a steady return to normal since April and uh, they've had no new local infections since May so one could say that it has been for the most part virtually eradicated in Wuhan but despite these developments uh, the government continues to impose uh, stringent measures even with regards to schooling itself uh, they're saying they're ready at any time uh, to close up schools back again uh, they're also deploying their uh, contact tracing systems uh, and uh, tr- imposing some form of social distancing and sanitization in schools as well uh, uh, but yes it, it is pretty interesting I mean we've looked we've discussed uh, some of the leisure events they've held um, and uh, there's been some healthy concern expressed there but officials have said uh, that uh, the events were packed at 50% capacity that everyone there had been tested and that such events were a one-off but uh, we've been sort of exposed to these stories from Wuhan since back in May uh, businesses opening up again people going out back to their jobs and I think one could glean interesting ideas on how to formulate policy uh, amid the pandemic moving forward because they had gone through this earlier much earlier than we had um, and um, global health experts say from the united kingdom from the united states from europe uh, are also assessing how to reopen schools uh, how to reopen their entertainment sectors and uh, one way to study that is to look at what they've done um, particularly in wuhan where they had it pretty much worse than anywhere in the entire world Uh, and went from having the world's strictest lockdown to virtually opening up again. That's right, Ahmed. Well, countries have taken definitely different measures and approaches, but some of the questions are still broadly familiar for all. Should all children and staff be required to wear face masks or only some age groups? Should 
children be tested for the virus, all of them? Um, how should uh, social distancing be managed in the classroom and playground, for example? Um, and finally, should schools be reopening at all? In other countries other than China, for example, if we go over into European countries such as France and, and Belgium, for example, children in secondary schools will have to wear face masks at all times when in school and in the playground. While in Poland, on the other hand, it's said that it will not mandate mask wearing for children in the classroom. Now, in Denmark, which just happens to be one of the first Western countries to reopen its schools mm. back in April, Denmark separated younger children into microgroups of 12, which is known as protective bubbles. And there in, uh, in Africa, Kenya schools actually will not reopen until at least January. It's an interesting uh, look into the fact that every country is different. Right. Uh, every country has a different level of preparedness. Uh, for instance, in the United States, Florida, they reopened schools. Bam, 9,000 new infections among yeah. children specifically. Uh, but then it, it, it might frighten people. Um, and, and maybe in the United States, um, health experts might say this isn't the place to reopen a school. But elsewhere around the world where the virus has been virtually under control, for instance, the United Kingdom have discussed this themselves. Mm. They said there is a level of risk to doing this. But according to studies, and they've conducted studies on this, they say the harm of not opening up physical schools is much greater than the risk um, of, of opening up schools in certain places. Um, emphasis on certain places, yeah. because not every uh, country is readily prepared for this. We've discussed thoroughly how the United Arab Emirates in particular is ready for this, uh, and they're confident that they can go back to normal here. Yeah, I mean, it, you have to be very uh, uh, mindful of the fact that uh, the authorities, even in shopping malls, you know, they're, they're on alert. They're ma monitoring Absolutely. the temperatures. Yes, the other side of the argument would say temperature doesn't really tell you if you're COVID-19 positive or not. You know, so that's another side of the argument that emerges. Uh, but look, coming back to Wuhan, I find it very interesting. As an, as an article that emerged in Bloomberg, it says Wuhan beat the virus. Now it's moving on. By shutting out the world <laughs> so much heat so much heat in that uh, uh, that headline but the idea is now they're saying Wuhan is the safest place to visit China that's according to uh, the uh, officials in, uh, uh, in in Wuhan itself but now looking at what's happening uh, especially in schools um, uh, the, uh, and across the town you're seeing the social life has resumed in all for its varieties because there's no single case has emerged since May. So you can understand factories are operating normally. Lineups are there for the popular breakfast joints and for cinemas. A national ID number is required to purchase even a fever medicine. And anyone with a high temperature is theoretically required to report it to the authorities. Uh, people generally wear masks in public and a system of check-ins has been implemented in most buildings. And that is one of its contact tracing aspects. So Th that's the thing, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a mass surveillance state. And uh, wherever you are, on your cell phone, you're going to have this contact tracing app. And wherever you have to go, you have to present them that you have a green bill of health on the app, which means you hadn't been in contact with any suspected coronavirus cases. And should you be in contact with any of those people, they're going to stamp on it really quickly. So it's a combination of contact tracing and having the resources to swiftly and quickly act and also the fact that they've reached that point where they can open things back up again mm. well we'll delve into the economic impact of this situation uh, looking at the figures from Gatwick in particular in London which used to be the hotbed of international travel during uh, uh, the situation at the moment but uh, 
It is going to be uh, very interesting uh, to see how things are uh, moving on. Uh, we will delve into uh, the musical entertainment right here on the Morning Majlis and uh, to do a little bit of a throwback, in fact, and just remember uh, a little bit of world of travel. Where would you have liked to travel? Had you been, should you have been allowed? Greece. Greece. Good choice. Yeah. Very good choice. Japan. Uh, I really want to go there. <laughs> love the culture. I'd like us to travel to somewhere only we know. 